1: Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. Welcome to RealPod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Welcome back to Real Pod. I hope everyone is doing great. Thanks for all the love on last week's episode. It was with my mom, and the feedback was just insane. I felt like there hasn't been an episode that has had that many DMs and comments come through in a while probably hasn't happened since my like identity crisis solo episode. So, I mean, the feedback was amazing and my mom was so happy, like she was living for it. So thank you to everyone who listened. That was last week and it was just, it was so special. Today you're in for another fantastic conversation. I'm sitting down with Matt Halper and Eli Stones, more popularly known, as Two Friends. That's right. The iconic DJs behind some of your favorite hits. The Big Booty remixes are like my favorite mixes of all time. The morning of my engagement, actually, Max and I were packing while blasting Big Booty volume 15. So... I don't even I didn't even tell Matt and Eli, but they had a special uh, place on our engagement morning. And if you haven't checked out the Big Booty Mixes, look them up because they are absolutely fire. And of course, stream their latest release called More Than Yesterday, which just came out and it is fire. It is so good. It like they have a slow build and it just keeps building and then it drops. It's like already stuck in my head. It's so good you're going to get me in my singing era here. Like literally all day, I've been like, I love you more than yesterday. Bam, 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 bam. Beat drops. I can't sing the beat drop, but it's a fantastic song. So check it out. I haven't had any musicians on the pod yet. So it was exciting to sit down with two friends as I listened to their music. I've been to their concerts. They were just coming off of playing Coachella for the first time ever. And just to kind of pull back the curtain and understand more what their life is like, their process is like, how they got to where they were was so fascinating. Before we get started, I just wanted to give you a quick reminder that if you're enjoying RealPod, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can rate the show wherever you listen. And it'll only take you like 10, 20 seconds, and it really helps the show out. So we super appreciate it. Without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring two friends, Matt Halper and Eli Sones. Matt, Eli, two friends, welcome to Real Pod. Thank Sa- you. Safe to say you're coming off one of the best two weekends of your life. Oh,
2: absolutely. Best and longest.
1: Yeah. I mean, how are you? How are the vibes? Are we like so tired?
0: Honestly, vibes are still very good. We so we just came off two weekends of Coachella. Our set was on Friday night, which was super nice to kind of knock it out first night and then be able
2: to relax and enjoy the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Right. First so, weekend, we went kind of hard, did the after party thing. Second weekend. We're pretty lame, honestly. But uh, yeah, we're still alive. We're recharged, ready to keep it going into our tour.
1: I love that. And are you guys able to party and enjoy like a festival like that? Or is it is it game day for you and you're mentally prepping to execute and then you let loose?
0: I, I would say it's more of that, that beforehand, not that we're like nervous really, but it's just, you know, you don't want to get too distracted. You don't want to drink too much or anything like that. So I think we're pretty focused and then... The feeling of you know being done with it and it went well and you everything went smoothly that was like that's the best feeling yeah you can (laughs) let it let it rip (laughs) thirty seconds after getting off the stage and we're like oh my god oh my like now we
2: could have some fun (laughs) yeah
1: so wait what does it feel like up there
2: well the funny thing is because it's so dark before they start the set and I'm usually the one to jump up on top and like finally like talk to the crowd the first time. The first weekend when I first stepped onto our stage and like saw them, because we're behind the booth and we can't see anything. It was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot of people.
1: And this was something that you guys had like essentially manifested. One of your big goals, I think, in your career. When was the first time you guys decided you wanted to play Coachella? And did you have a moment like at the festival?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a crazy full circle moment. We grew up in LA. So we would go to Coachella pretty much every year of high school. And the Sahara tent, which is where we played the past couple of weekends, was always the tent we'd spend the most time at. We didn't really form two friends and start working on music together until senior year of high school, which would have been the last Coachella we went together. Well, we or went, one, we yeah, went in yeah, college like, too. So most of them, you know, we weren't even thinking about that we would ever work in music, let alone be on that stage. But we always did know like, wow, like that is so cool. This stage is the Once best Once we place did start ever. making um, music, we're like, oh yeah. And and it almost became a joke of like, we would have friends and you'd be like, you work in music, you DJ, have you played Coachella yet? And it kind of was just like an inside joke, but one of those things that we always wanted to do. And it was it was a pretty special you're couple just, of weeks.
1: You're like, no, but, but we've done all these other things. I yeah, almost exactly. legit.
0: Exactly. It was the equivalent of like, we had a friend who, he was working on like he invented a product, and we're like, "Oh, you should go on Shark Tank." That was the equivalent. Of, that was the equivalent for the <laughs> entrepreneur. Yeah, like. you should
2: go. You should go that's on Shark Tank. Funny. Oh, you should. Have, have you
0: heard, you heard of Coachella? Of you should. <laughs> it's like you can't just really ask Coachella to. Hey, can I? Do you mind Surprise. if I play?
1: Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. And so, were you? You guys were best friends in seventh grade, right? And immediate friendship. Start as frenemies. How the music immediate. thing come to be?
2: The music thing was. Is- Six years later, so definitely immediate friendship. Honestly, our high school friends, most of them still live in LA, so we see them. We kind of made them the first couple of weeks. Couple new people were added into the mix, but I would say, yeah, I'd say right the away, first couple months of seventh
0: grade, middle school.
2: Yeah.
1: So then having this as a foresight of okay, this would be so sick if we get there one day. Was there any imposter syndrome?
2: I think there's always a little bit of that because you're like especially on the DJ world, because so much of a DJ's performance is like prep. It's like creating what you want to play, you know, making edits, all your originals, like remixes, production, lighting, visuals, all that. And when you're performing it, it might look like you're like, you know, twisting knobs and whatever. And that's like kind of what you are doing. It can be complex sometimes, but definitely you're like, damn, that was a lot of work to get here. And that's what you have to remind yourself of like, We did a lot to get to this point and prep for this. I think it's also, I feel like
0: it's having a little of that is healthy. You obviously don't want to like beat yourself up and think you don't deserve anything, but like Mm. you don't want to think that you are the best ever and like, oh yeah, of course we're here. You know, you want to keep working hard and have goals that you want to stay motivated. Keep that fire. Yeah.
1: What's interesting. So I'm not a DJ, not in the music arena, but as an athlete, I feel like you can walk away from performance like, okay, we won or we lost or my stats were good or they weren't. But as an artist, it's an acquired taste. Like you will do what you think is the best, but there always are going to be some people who are like, not my vibe. How do you deal with that? I'm a people pleaser. I'm like, I want everyone to think I'm the best.
0: I mean that the way sometimes I remind myself of that is just looking at any artist that you personally think is the best ever. They're untouchable. And just know that they have literally thousands of haters too. And like, you know, people think the Beatles suck. People think Drake is awful. What? And like, you're never you you're never gonna please everyone, and you don't want to try because then you'll disappoint the people that actually did care. We obviously don't want to like play a show that everyone hates except for us. But I think <laughs> you know, we at this point we've gotten a good balance of kind of you know knowing,
2: trusting what we think will work well, and kind of knowing what we think our fans will like. Easier said than done yeah. though, you know, it's the thicker the skin, the better. And it's sometimes that that's hard, you know, cause yeah. you might have a hundred positive reactions and like the one negative one, it's like, oh man, ruins your yeah. day. Which is natural, but that
0: one person is probably not coming to any more shows anyway. So whatever, Folk, yeah. you know, as long as the hundred did have a good time. and you
1: know. I completely relate to that. Sometimes I'll be like, Wait, I'm scanning the comments looking for negative. Yeah, and I'm like ignoring all the positive ones, yeah. looking for the negative one. Yeah,
2: it's wild. I honestly think the most successful people are like so good with having the thick skin. So I, I always try my best, and you know it's something we're always working on.
1: And you guys probably had a little bit of the chirpy nature just starting your career. I mean, I could list people from my high school who were like, "We're gonna be a, D- yeah. we're gonna be DJs, <laughs> we're gonna make it." So I want to hear about. So obviously we know you're coming off of like career bucket list checkmark. What were the times like when you guys were figuring out your sound, figuring out if this was going to happen? You both went to college separately. So, I mean, did you have parents, friends being like, well, you should get an internship here. You should think more seriously about this.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, so basically we started end of high school and that's 2011, 2011. So we're like, all right, I don't even know what this is. Honestly, DJs were like a thing. There was like Avicii, Tiesto, but it wasn't like that popular. Like high school, people were still trying to be in a band at that point for me. In college, I think is when we kind of just got in, in the right moment. But our parents have been super supportive. Friends have been supportive. And I think that's partly because A, we started like during the summer between senior year and freshman year of college. And it's like, all right, like, yeah, you can get an internship, but. We we did, we got internships. Yeah, we we did, we did, did, we did have internships also. I was the worst intern ever. Supposed to answer phone calls while like producing like underneath. But um, I think our parents like saw us putting in like nine hours a day in the summers. They're like, damn, they really do right. care I, about this. I think if
0: anything, it's like, we put more of the pressure on ourselves. We didn't have to prove the naysayers wrong. We just wanted to prove to ourselves that like, yeah. you know, if we do work hard and put in hours and, stick with this, then let's see where we could take it.
1: What took you guys from a mindset of like, oh, this would be cool and I think I could do it to no. Like, I'm going to be tunnel vision. I believe I can. Because there's a lot of people, I do a lot of work meeting with students and athletes at colleges and it's so hard. I feel like the the smaller percentage of kids are like, yeah, I want to chase my dream. I want to make a life of purpose that lights me up every single day I do something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it was like sophomore year of college. I think it was during the summer. I was home. And I just like, couldn't sleep one night. I'm like, God, we're like, okay. We were making like a couple moves. We're learning this world. And I just can tell, like, we've, we need to work so hard for like after college to be able to do this. But if we do, I think there's a chance. So I'm like, I, right there, I was like, oh my God, we got to just do it. We got to sacrifice, got to do what we got to do. Eli, I, I vividly remember this. This is also near the beginning of college. So he went to Vanderbilt in Nashville. And I guess Porter Robinson, who has been around for a while and keeps, you know, crushing it. He started probably when he was like 17. And he's probably like, I don't know, a year two older than older us. Than yeah, us. two years older than us. But at this point, he was probably, I don't know, like 23. I was I was 18. He was 20. 20. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And you saw a show and you were definitely drunk. And I got texts at like 3 a.m. Just like, dude we need to do
0: this. (laughs) I just remember I'd heard Porter Robinson's music. I didn't know what he looked like or, you know, that he was that young. So I just remember being at that show and definitely, you know, definitely drunk. But but being like, wow, like that guy is my age, basically. Like, you you know, it's possible, essentially. But I was going to say also, like, I think for me, I didn't really have, that was, I guess that was similar to your story. Mine was more like when we graduated college and we came back home and we started to do it full time. Like there really wasn't a moment that felt like okay now we gotta do it and there wasn't a time when it was like okay we're making enough money now where we could support ourselves it was kind of just the fact that it always felt like the trajectory was still growing so it was like even though you know we're a year out of school and we're both still living at home and we're not really making that much money but it feels like at least we're taking steps closer and like as long as we had that feeling it was like okay we can't stop
2: now because we're, it still feels like it's headed somewhere. But honestly, I even from almost day one, we like put in a hundred percent effort.
1: We're going to take a quick pause to talk about Element, one of my favorite sponsors. I discovered them through the podcasting world, and now I am obsessed. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of a thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. And Element is formulated to help everyone with their electrolyte needs. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, fluid balance, the conduction of nerve impulses. It's just so important. And with all my travel or when I'm working out or if I'm not getting enough sleep, I just sense myself feeling depleted. And honestly, that happens when sodium is not replaced. It's common to experience fatigue and muscle cramps. So whenever I have a headache, I'm feeling fatigued or I just want to kind of stay up energy wise. I have Element. My favorite flavor is the raspberry flavor. I also like the orange flavor and also pro tip. You can combo flavors right now. Element is offering real positive listeners a free sample pack with any purchase so you'll get eight single serving packets for free with any element order which is a great way to try all eight flavors so get yours today at drinkelement.com slash real pod this deal is only available through the real pod link that's drink, dot tcom slash RealPod. Try it today, risk-free. Because if you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Head to drinkelement.com slash RealPod. This episode is sponsored by Cozy Earth. I am obsessed with Cozy Earth. Our sheets, our pillowcases, all of them are Cozy Earth. We use the best-selling bamboo sheet set, which is temperature-regulating and so soft. Max loves it because if he is even remotely overheating or sweating or feeling hot at night, he cannot sleep. And he loves, loves, loves these sheets because they're temperature-regulating. They were also named one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018. Okay, that's a pretty big deal. And they're one of my favorite things. I even have the Cozy Earth PJ set. I gifted it to my bridesmaids and they all wore like the pink mauvey color. I wore the white color and I slept in Cozy Earth the morning I woke up for my wedding. And then I wore my Cozy Earth PJs all morning getting ready. And it's a great gift. You need to still send a Mother's Day gift, birthday gift, or just spring cleaning, get ahead with fresh new bed linens from Cozy Earth, made from luxurious, high-quality fabrics you won't find anywhere else on the market. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for RealPod listeners. It is up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code RealPod. That's 35% off site-wide when you go to CozyEarth.com and use the code RealPod. I love, love, love our sheets. I love my Cozy Earth PJs. And you know what? I'm gonna go use the real pod code and get 35% off my next order. So head to cozyearth.com and use code RealPod one word all caps R E A L P O D for up to 35% off site wide. Can you explain, like what are you learning tech wise? How are you studying? I mean, I can't even ask the question because <laughs> I, I don't even yeah, know.
2: It's a combination of everything. Like it's, you know, okay, let's say it's Right when we started, it's like, okay, I'm going to try to figure out this program, this music program. I have no clue what I'm doing, never touched it, but I'm
0: gonna gonna do
2: it. And then that means on the Saturday when like our other friends are like doing something fun, I'm like, you know what? From 10 AM, like I gotta work, I gotta do this. I gotta like try this. And then maybe, maybe I'll see you later, maybe, hopefully. So it's that kind of stuff. But then also like, even before we had any following or like any even music out, like learning social media in a lot of ways. And obviously that's transferred a lot. Like it started as Facebook, hundred percent, Facebook, 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 and like posting every day and like figuring, being creative, like what are we posting? We have nothing to show. We just gotta be funny and have personalities. And I think that has definitely also over the years, like helped a lot. You have a great personality. Thanks bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say though, I was joking. I, I thought about this in the car driving here. I'm like two friends. I love it, simple. R- real pod I yeah. mean I'm yeah. like we we see eye to eye here I don't <laughs> try to try to get too fancy exactly. with it. it's a pod we're gonna get real real
2: pod <laughs> exactly. did but- you
1: guys have other names in the mix we,
0: we totally did we so th- we always joke about how we spent in the very very beginning like day one most of the focus was on the name and the logo before we even tried to think about what what we were going to make musically like you know we were just excited to like have like a project and so we would sit in the back of this one class in high school, senior year, that we had together, and we would just not pay attention to the teacher and just come up. We had like a notebook that we just write ideas and names and draw, try to draw like a logo. And like all of them s- felt so forced. And it, I think uh, like Avicii was becoming very popular at the time, Alesso. and we so we were trying to like come up with like a word that didn't really mean anything, but it just sounded like, <laughs> like a all name. these like European like, sounding right, phrases, like Tiesto. So we were just like. Yeah. T- t- envis- sure we. <laughs> and, and we're like, and then we're like, what, do, what are we doing? And so it almost was like half, like, okay, we're giving up, we can't think of anything better. But then, so like, should we just be two friends? And then it was like, wait, actually, you know what? Like that, that, kinda that yeah, that's kind of swaggy, yeah, and that is, you know,
2: authentic, and yeah. So that's how it yeah, came about. It. That's I love that.
1: What were the times like when uh, I guess if I said like when was two friends in the trenches? Like when were you in the?
0: I mean. I think we're still, in we the like, we the like to time. stay in the trenches, but I, you know, we, so 2011 is when we first just had the idea a program and like, whatever. then we split off for college and we do a lot of like long distance screen sharing, FaceTime, long distance relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, you know, we'd come home for winter break and go to Matt's basement and keep going and
2: summer break, we'd have half internships like freshman year. We had internships again. I was literally the worst intern of all time. Like I, it which was,
1: that has to speak to people. Like if you are doing something so poorly and you're just not interested and you're not think like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Well, the
2: funny thing is like, I was like, oh, I'm interested in music. Like I need to get a music internship. I'm working on like this. I had two different ones, one at Atlantic Records and one at this like music management company that like would manage a lot of the American Idol contestants. And I was just like, all right, this is not what I want to do. I want to be the person making the music. So I'm like literally in between answering phone calls and like doing random spreadsheets that they weren't even going to use. I'm just like, have my laptop out, like constantly doing stuff. And then I think by. So I think sophomore year, year, in between sophomore
0: and junior year, we were like, you know what? We're not going to make, money this summer, but... Mine you, was free, by the way, so I wasn't making money. Uh, now either. that I think of it, mine was sadly, free. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> I, sadly I mine were also yeah, on yeah, yeah. So, I, so then we're like, all right, let, it was basically a trial run of like, oh, uh, you know, if we, we kind of knew that we were going to finish school, finish four years and, you know, get our degree, but we we're kind of thinking, we're like, all right, if we are continuing this after college, treat the summer as like a trial, what is that going to look like? How do we fill up a 10-hour day? Who do we add to our team? What Like, And so that was the very beginning of like, you know, we it, it definitely felt in a good way i think like very entrepreneurial and like as if we're starting a business because you basically are and so having two of us and having all the you know it was just us at that point So it's like all right Mm -hmm. you know what are what are we doing for social media what's our personality there what are we doing how are we setting up our business all this stuff what's our next release like all um, these kind of things but then i think from the start we enjoyed it and we saw that it was helpful for us to be very involved in the trenches like you said so I think it's hard for us sometimes, you know, we've got we've built a great team around us and it's a great feeling of like handing something off to someone that you trust a lot to that's do it. so hard to do, by the but way. But it's hard to do. Other so mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's certain things still where we're like, you know what, it's we we want to be involved in here and we like being involved and yeah. hopefully.
2: It's- but it is a funny thing of like, you think of peers, maybe even, you know, even bigger, like, you know, like, okay, we were at Coachella and like, Bad Bunny was Saturday. And I'm like, what, do you think Bad Bunny is like, Doing X Y Z that we're doing in the trenches, I'm like, there it cannot be that way.
1: What what example?
2: Oh my god! So, I mean, like spreadsheets that we get. We so
0: many that we're involved things, yeah, in, like
2: all the merch designing. Back yeah, we forth like, I mean, we're but, just. I, I don't know if it's perfectionist, but we just like you know.
1: I think that's important. Like you care about. The look or the t-shirt because your fans are going to wear it and you want to know like I would wear that too. I find that I'll have other influencers or creators like give advice on a podcast. and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's sick. I want to do that. And then I'm like, wait, I'm not them. Like I take pride in this or these are the things I want to do and these are the things I don't. And I think it's it's important to stay true to that. Yeah. I do think when you become like a list level, like at some point you gotta let go of you, some there's things. too many things going yeah. on
2: or find the person who's better at it than you which obviously exists in a lot of ways you just got to like find the person and be patient I think yeah. sometimes
1: so, so it sounds like you guys do have lots of irons in the fire and you have for many years at one point someone's got to experience burnout whether it's one of you or both like how do you get through those I mean, times
0: I think I don't want to speak for Matt but I feel like we've done a pretty good job of There's always been a light at the end of the tunnel for the toughest runs. You know, so there there were times when it's like, okay, we are doing 12 shows in 12 days and there's 25 flights involved in that logistically and it's going to be tough, but it's always like, you know, okay, like one day at a time, let's do this. You know, we're not, when we have something like that, we're, you know, we're very aware that like, all right, you know, we probably should try to sleep instead of go to that after party and we should, you know, this is going to be tough. So let's power through this. But then the light at the end of
2: the tunnel is like, all right, we did that. You know, we have a couple nights off. But, and then that's on the tour side, which is probably the easiest way to burn out. But on the music side, it's like, you got to stay motivated. Like, why are you excited? Like, why are you doing it? You know? And maybe that's like, I really like the song we're working on. And like, I'm excited about that. But I will say, you know, we have been touring for a bit now. And like COVID, we had our first bus tour. So it was basically... 35 shows in like six weeks or whatever. And like the day before COVID lockdown started and I was so tired. So like, I was like, you know what? Okay, this sucks. Like a lot of these spring break shows are getting canceled, but like I'm dead.
1: Yeah, you're like, I don't even know how I would have done it. So what about the times that you have to though? Like it is a tough day because you're you're exemplifying party, like hype energy, like let's freaking go. What about the shows on the mornings that you're human and you're like, God, the last thing I want to do is, like, jam.
2: (laughs) The worst part is, I think, if you're, like, sick or anything, which has definitely happened, and that's, like, that's hard. You really got to power through it. Conserve your energy until, like, the final moments. But the adrenaline sometimes will help. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing.
0: uh, Yeah, you get the adrenaline, I think, of knowing that, like, all right, these people paid to come here. You have to put on a show. And, like, that sometimes is a kind of a joke backstage, too, is it'll be 45 seconds until we're supposed to be on the stage. And Matt and I are just, like, sitting on a couch quietly, like, you know, (laughs) It's not like a crazy pregame environment. And like someone, you know, our manager will walk in. He's like, are you guys like good? Like you guys are starting. Are you, do you need a stretch? And like, we could turn it on in a second. And like, when you walk, especially when you see the crowd, it's like instant. It's like, I don't need to pump myself up as much anymore because when you go out there, it's going to just, you're going to feed off that adrenaline. But we do stretch or I stretch I at least. I love
2: I love, a, I love a good pre-show
0: stretch. But I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's also definitely been helpful that we have two of us and that we've grown our team. So we have like, you know, now when we do a show when we're, when we're on the bus, there's 20 people now. We have two buses. So it's like, we've built a good crew that it's fun to hang out with everyone. And, you know, the mood is generally light
2: Besides when everyone's stressed about something, but- um, But now, so now more of the tough touring will be like, if you have two shows in a day and you have to like, get zero sleep, go straight to the airport. I would say back in the day, which was not so long ago, it would be Eli and I going from connection to connection to some random college town we had no ride like at the hotel to get food. So we're just like, oh, there's like a Arby's, the like a mile away. And let's just walk there in <laughs> this but random. That,
0: that's what it says like that having two of us in that situation is like so crucial. And yeah. like we we take our hats off to the, the guys that are solo and don't, you know, they might not even have a tour manager or a photographer mm-hmm. at the beginning that they're traveling with. So it, it, like we've done it, it's been a long time, but in the very, very beginning, each of us had a span where like we had to do one or two solo shows not that fun and they were like brutal like you're
1: like wait no we're this is one friend <laughs> not, but, this is, we're two friends <laughs> and
0: obviously that part of it but then also just like i remember so vividly going to a show at penn state without matt is while we're, in college. while we're in college and not knowing anyone there and like for whatever reason the the show was on a saturday night but they flew me in on friday morning and flew me it's out wild, on sunday night we, now we're like and, in and out and i just remember being in a hotel by myself and like wow like This kind of sucks. Like, like hopefully, you know, the show will be fun for the two hours that that takes up. But like, I am in the middle of nowhere and I don't know anyone. And like, you know, getting we're breaking even after you pay for all the flights and whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, that kind of feeling is a common phenomenon, I think, with just performers I think Lady Gaga famously said this in a documentary and everyone carries it on. Just going out onto a stage, having thousands of people screaming, loving you, like, you know, it's just wild. And then it ends and your ears are kind of ringing and no one's around. And then you just think about yourself and your life. (laughs) And it's like, whoa, it's two insane extremes. Yeah. Emotionally.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can't speak for you, but I actually love the moment of like the contrast of like, wow, that was wild. Now... It's quiet in a hotel. And you're safe. Yeah, you're safe. <laughs> but I will it. say it in those moments, I feel like it makes you think like, wow, this, this world, this career, like you definitely do miss out a lot at home. You're like, huh, what's my family up to? Mm-hmm. Oh, my brother's getting dinner with my grandma. Like, oh, that would have been nice to do. Saturday I mean, you night. guys
1: sacrifice so much to get where you are. I think that's the thing. It's like the Coachella moment is the sickest thing ever. And everyone would be like, I would do anything to perform at Coachella. But it's like all the things you've done the past however many years that you you didn't go to to then get the one opportunity. Do you guys like not being as like visually recognized? Is it cool to be able to like, you know, go to the airport and go to CVS and know you're pretty much going to be chilling unless you have like some real fans who are scouting for you?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Coachella, actually, it like we definitely get stopped sometimes, but not as much as as we said, like Lady Gaga is probably getting stopped. Like she can't move, you know? So that's probably pretty nice in the sense of like, we can walk around Coachella and it's like all good or do our things. Yeah, I mean, and, it's always fun. It's obviously we love talking. To I feel fan. like
1: that's most DJs, by the way. Like I, I, I'm a big Avicii or Zedd or like Marshmello, never seen his face. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if he's yeah, shown but, it. Like, so I just think that's interesting with DJs.
2: That's probably, a, if you're gonna have some sort of fame, that's probably, I would imagine the worst part of it. So yeah, I think it's actually kind of like maybe a blessing in that. that
0: I I also like, I feel like, especially from seeing Twitter and seeing how a lot of times there's just negativity and complaining. It's like, it always feels like anytime I do want to complain about, oh, this flight is delayed or whatever. It's like, okay, take a step back. It's like, (sighs) stop complaining about these little problems. Like we, from the start, even in the name, two friends has always been just like, this is, you know, we hang out anyway. We're, we're. For a while, we weren't even making music, but we'd like, we'd make these weird songs on GarageBand, not (laughs) not like as a music project, just because we're We're hanging out on a Saturday morning and have nothing better to do. So it's always like, you know, this is our career, we're going, flying to a part of the country that we may never otherwise see, show up at a party, everyone's happy, (laughs) like we play music, and you know, obviously we work hard, but like that to me is always kind of in the back of my head of like, okay, I can be a little upset but like I'm not going to go on Twitter and complain about this. I'm not going to like say, "Oh, it's so hard when someone wants to take a selfie in the airport." Oh no, like, I I love, I, love I love that. I, I am not saying you did but No, no, I
2: was saying. I was saying like yeah, if you look at videos of like Justin Bieber like yeah. walking anywhere, that mm. that would be really hard. No,
1: there's a level of fame I like don't ever want to reach, yeah. which is interesting because obviously I think all of us here in our careers like you know the goal is always growth it's always more listeners more followers more views and then you're like wait but what comes with that is maybe some of the things i don't want but then like what's the perfect number that i decide right. to stop yeah. kind of hustling right. at? you know it's interesting right. but when you were just talking you lie about your guys's friendship if i think about if my best friend and i met in seventh grade and then out of high school started something together like The amount of personal growth like I've had, the things that I've been through, come out of, same for her, like, how have you guys changed as people but also been able to kind of like come back to her? I mean,
0: it's funny that I've spent more time with Matt than any other person, my family, anyone, you know, like, so it's almost like, you don't even he hasn't been away from me long enough for me to notice the changes if we met each other (laughs) again for like the
2: first time it'd be like i don't even know you probably but but
1: hasn't one of you had like a not like an existential crisis but like a you know a a shock of just thinking about life moment
2: i don't know we've been pretty consistent in terms of i think we both have grown in the same trajectory or the same direction probably because we have like identical experiences it's also i mean even like if you take out
0: my phone, 90% of my texts are group chats that he's also in. So It's like, <laughs> there's not that much that
2: I do where he's not there. <laughs> right. You know, he, like, and even if we have an off weekend, like there's a good chance the friends we're hanging out with like include each other. It'll be like other people too. But then, yeah.
0: So then there's the, like, you know, every now and then we'll we'll get home, we'll have shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come home Sunday morning, get to the Uber from the airport and be like, all right, see so, yeah. do whatever. Like, Don't
1: contact yeah, me. See
0: like, so, yeah, on a, Monday. Yeah, like, but and <laughs> the funny thing then. is like Monday is like, Less than 24 hours away. It's like, yeah, a, you could have 12 hours to yourself. Yep. And then, exactly. then back to work. <laughs> yeah.
1: This episode is brought to you by Nike. I mean, how cool is that? Okay. Nike knows that women are multidimensional and so are the ways we feel good in our bodies. So they've made their most meaningful investment in women yet with products that work for every woman, everybody on every part of your movement journey. Y'all know my most recent solo episode that was brought to you by Nike. I was talking about getting back into the swing of workouts. I used to train all the time. Now I don't as much anymore, but everyone's going to be at a different place in their movement journey. And Nike has leggings that move with you and keep you, feeling great, no matter what sort of exercise you're doing. They have versatile bras and sneakers that let you flex to your fullest. So go ahead. You can reach further, stretch, push it during your run. Nike's got you. And to show you just how dedicated Nike is to making women feel comfy during movement and mindfulness, they performed thousands of body scans on actual women to engineer bras that provide all the support for the way we move. And speaking of comfy, I am currently, as I record this, wearing the Nike Zen V leggings. They feature the Infinilock fabric to lock you in so you can go the distance. I love them because they're like the perfect mix of athletic feeling leggings, but then also soft. And they provide gentle support that helps you unlock your every twist and turn. So head over to Nike.com today to discover all the ways that Nike helps you feel your all. Once again, that's Nike.com to discover all the ways that Nike helps you feel your all. I have to ask about Big Booty remixes. Those are literally my favorite, how I kind of came across you guys in the first place. That obviously it's not your original music. So it's something else that you guys have done that has created this, I think other cool following or brought people to your original music. How did you come up with the idea for the first Big Booty? And to get like granular, like, are you, I just picture you guys sitting in a room, like we should pull that line from Office episode six, like (laughs) Dwight says it and then be dropped. Like, how are you You, pulling You're not too far
0: off. (laughs) How it started was we I, like in high school, I had all, before we kind of linked up musically, I had messed around with some mashup stuff, kind of just like t- you take a vocal from one song and a beat from another song and blend them together in a cool way. But then we kind of, you know, we wanted to focus on original music. We started doing we did like a couple mashups together. And it was at that time, for whatever reason, it was kind of like not as cool anymore. And so we had the idea. We're like, all right, you know, we're starting to produce electronic music and kind of move into the, the DJ, EDM, dance world. What if instead of just doing like one individual mashup, we kind of do like a more of a DJ mix. It's an hour long. It's constant, you know, not like one song stop, then another, you know, it's like. Which,
1: a, by the way, my brain loves it. I can't get through 30 seconds of a song. Yeah. That's why Big Booty's my favorite. There you go. So
0: we're kind of like, all right, like, yeah, like, let's fill up an hour with, we'll have 30 mashups, but instead of releasing them as 30 separate things, we'll release as one big hour long mix. big booty mix. And it kinda of, that was like we didn't have a you know a big plan for
2: it. It was kind of just like, let's see what happens. And you know, I think just it, by luck of the draw, we named the first one volume one. We're yeah, like, like yeah, hopefully it's hope, if no one
0: no one likes it, there will never be a volume two. And yeah. you know, hopefully <laughs> no one will notice. But then it was kind of just like, all right, let's see what happens, and you know the response was like, it wasn't like overwhelming, not but it was not but at all. It was but there's enough momentum where you're like,
2: hmm, okay, and, maybe and it's also,
0: we'll do too. It was like fun. It was like fun that we could, you know, have different, we could work on the original music. We could make our own remixes. We could make these mixes. It was Basically kind
2: of- like spreading the net of like, you know, chances of success and definitely Big Booty mixes have helped a lot. And the funny thing is like the most rabid fans on both sides, whether it's like remixes, originals or Big Booty mixes, like now they love both. So it kind of all comes together at the show, which is a combination of it all. But how you're saying the, the soundbite, th-
0: that's usually the last step. Like we'll have most of the mix pretty much done. We find like, you know, 10 or 12 spots that could use a soundbite. And like you said, I mean, it, we'll usually throughout the year, we might be watching The Office episode six and <laughs> a quote comes on and we will literally like, we have like a, we email it to ourselves and have a notepad. and We'll just write that and save it for later. And then like, I mean, we're actually going to do this process pretty soon for the new Big Booty Mix that's coming in June. And we'll have a list of like 40 funny ideas. A lot are fans submitted on social media or DM'd. Yeah. And we'll just go through and we're like, all right, that one's pretty funny. That one, no. But yeah. Um, and so yeah. when you
1: guys are like mixing and mastering, I just imagine that you have to like, when you come up with the perfect like transition from one song to the next, that you guys are just like, oh, that's so hype. And then like you keep, I mean, I guess.
2: Just... For, for Big Booty Mixes, it's a lot of like, Testing, like, little pieces individually and then figuring out how it, like, comes together. Yeah, do you have to
1: look at the chord structure of, like, different songs and then be like, okay, these are all in
2: uh, yeah, you look at the key, A. at and... the key, but not the chord structure. Like, almost the chords being different is what makes it, like, but yeah, interesting, you, you, but you yeah. Sort them by what key they're in so you can see what will sound good on
0: top of each other. I mean, it, it happens, actually, in both sides also with, with the Big Booty mixes and with original production where it's, like, sometimes you do get so in the trenches that you almost boil it down to, like, just you take your brain out of it and you're like, all right, I don't even, here's five options. You, t- you haven't heard them as much as I have. Tell me which one is the best. I, I trust you. They all sound like mush to me, but like good <laughs> good mush. I know that. Well, it's but, like when you lose
2: perspective, right. you hear something too much.
1: Right. I and, completely kind of understand how you guys get there. And then I kind of got to ask, I don't know if this is like secrets and you can't give me the answer, but you mentioned in the very beginning, Matt, about like the looks like pressing buttons. Like how much of a set is Like, it's like, what is happening live time?
2: Well, it definitely depends what set, first of all, because some shows can be completely, I have no clue what we're going to do. Like, and that could be because, you know, we've played here before. Let's do something weird or different or whatever. Or it's like a a pool party or a college party. You want to like see the vibe and like, you know, see what people like are feeling. Cool. For like something like Coachella, where like, you know, you have- it's so rehearsed like the visuals the lighting the the special special guests it's all like literally to the second and if you go over they're going to cut your sound like you kind of know what's coming but it's a lot of like pre-planning it's like all right how about abc song order no this 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 and like it's just a lot of iterating basically so we know what we're going to do so it's more about like executing it at that point for a show like that
1: cool yeah, and the the set was so sick. Loved the Thank UFO. You. How thick was that? I was worried for your life there. Well, well I broke
2: the rules. I did. I was that when. It, so it's on a lift. So you know, I think it got us to like twenty something feet high. I wasn't supposed to go up on top of the booth. When when, we're, happens, when we're up at the top. When we're at the top, but I did. <laughs> Is it as
1: thick as this, like table, or was it thinner? Not not this like this way.
2: It's uh, in terms of where I could stand on well, top. Well, because
1: you were so confident up there, and I feel it like it was about
2: th- this. Yeah, about this.
0: It, it was and Wind. it's also
2: like it's windy up there it's windy it's, oh you, and, and, and it's shaking it's shaking <laughs> I, I, but if you look closely right. at the live stream we'll probably upload it to YouTube at some point like I did not take a step once I landed yeah. my feet and Eli is probably behind me holding the table I was the holding table. the table I'm like don't just because they kept in the rehearsals they kept saying like
0: alright when you know when the spaceship is down on the ground you could step up onto the top and whatever but when you when we bring you in the air don't step on top just stay where you are and we're like okay yeah, yeah. and then Matt just had the look in his eye in, in the moment just like I'm doing it, and just he just stepped up there. I'm like, all right, Matt, you're on your own. It was a little
2: windy. Iconic. You're like
1: YOLO. (laughs) Truly.
2: I was like, please don't
1: fall. So it sounds like you guys have a really just positive demeanor, and you know, Eli. It sounds like you always come back to gratitude, you know, to kind of ground you and like get you in this good place.
0: Yeah, Matt's so yeah, yeah. no, no. Matt
1: and Matt (laughs) seems happy and chill as well. But you keep mentioning like you know that they came to buy the tickets and they so. Like what keeps you kind of in these good spirits All what seems like all the time?
2: I think it's, you always have to find balance because like sometimes we, if we wanted to get overwhelmed, it's very easy. So whether that's like trying to keep your Sundays open and being like, all right, I'm gonna go golfing or I'm gonna hang out with friends or whatever it is. And then try to enjoy the process because it's super easy to not enjoy it. If you like start stressing and like overthinking and it's also easy to enjoy it. If kind of like what Elo was saying, Mr. Gratitude over there, just being like, damn, like, yeah, it's an early flight, but like, that's wild. I'm going to play across the country and getting paid for it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's just keeping a perspective and then finding balance, like things that have nothing to do with music. If you if your whole life is hundred percent music, you'll probably get burned out.
1: I love that. That's important because a lot of people who want to do something in life think they have to like just be absolutely obsessed with it, but then it can almost become so pressureful because you don't even have an outlet or something else. Yeah, so 100%. what are the things that you guys think about on, on the side that
2: I mean the hard thing is when in anything entrepreneurial, I think like you're gonna be constantly thinking about it. And that's cool. You just need a way to like organize your thoughts and like let it go. So like for Eli and I, we have different ways and stuff, but like if I think of something that like, oh I don't want to forget that. That's a good idea. Or we really need to get on that. We're like late. I'll just email it to ourselves and deal with it when I'm back on my computer. Like Eli has a thousand notepads, Mr. Organized over here. So it's like kind of figuring a way to like, not stress about it, be on the ball, but also being like, all right, I will deal with that. I will get to it and not not sleep because I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And finding other things like I've been getting into golf. You know, we both love sports, right? We've been in the same fantasy football league for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years almost since middle school. So it's just finding like things that are not music. And that could be just, you know, after you leave the studio, like, I mean, we're we're still texting a lot and we're doing a lot of stuff still, but it's trying your best. So I'd say also the Sunday thing, I know that's come up a couple
0: of times, like Sundays are so sacred. But like, we will like, even this Sunday, we actually have a show in Las Vegas on Sunday night. So it kind of doesn't apply. But normally we're done with shows. We Our last show of each week will be Saturday night. And we will like, the rest of our team sometimes hates us for this they don't they don't have to join us. We always tell them if you want to sleep in and take a later flight, by all means, I'm like, no, no, we'll come with you, but we will you know we'll play till three a m on Saturday night and be on the seven a m flight Sunday morning just because we'd rather get home and be a little tired, you know we'll sleep on the plane, yeah, but versus if we do sleep in and then you take the flight now it's sunday night. evening, and that's our only like quote unquote like weekend because we're kind of working the rest, so I think it's like. There's very few times when an email on a Sunday can't wait till Monday. Yeah. And so it's like Sunday is just like, get home. I love your thing. Your sacred
1: time. Essentially, it's like a boundary. You know, it's like this is this is my time that I need to then show up and dominate the other six days. And that's hard.
0: It's hard, especially, you know, the more you grow, it gets harder. It's all it's like such a hard choice of like financially and like to my family and my future children, like I should do this gig. It's Mm -hmm. an hour. I'm already here and go in and out. But it's like, but I thought I was going to take this weekend off to go do this with my friend. And it's like, the more you grow and the more those, it's like, how do I, it's really hard to say no to stuff, but then, but you have to, you
2: can't do, you can't do 200 shows in a year. Yeah. Our agent like loves us in the sense that like, and he kind of instilled this, like, you got to say yes to every opportunity. And I think it's only been recently where we're like, once in a while we're saying no, because it'll usually get to a point where it's like, all right, that's like, a good offer like
1: but at some point you're always gonna get a good offer right. you're not gonna get an offer below here right. and like so,
0: and that's why sometimes we're like we don't we're like don't even tell us what we're missing I, we know we're, yeah, we're and, just gatekeep I'm, like, yeah. I'm like i think that's you know it's again it's like a champagne problem it means yeah. that you're everything's going well and there is the demand and you know it's so it's like finding that balance of finding the balance you want to have enough of like your own life (laughs) Um, and you don't want to look back in in a
2: lot of ways. And I think we've done a better job of it. We've done just enough good, like passable that like, we don't look back since college and we're like, we have no life at all. In the beginning though, when we were, you know,
0: we were, uh, we're still very hungry with it all. But at the beginning, it was like the first or second year after college. I remember I, I moved into a house with some friends and I think there was one out of literally we, we did a year lease. So of 52 weeks, There was like one Friday night the whole year that I got to hang out with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, but it's true. Like you, you have to, you work so hard to then get to go to that wedding or to then get to go, you know, to lunch with your grandma, you know, but it is hard to say no when you always respect the worth of a dollar. No, I relate to that. And just since it's like different brand deals, it's like, okay, yeah, hypothetically every single week I could post sponsored content, but that's just not smart. And it's tough. But thank you both so much for coming on the oh, show. Thank I love chatting for with us. you and yeah. getting some of the BTS of the life of successful Coachella playing DJs. So congrats again. Thank, thank you. Um, and congrats. By the time this is out, your new single will be out. Let's um, go. I did get to listen to it ahead of time because of this interview. So good. Thank Hell you. I'm yeah. super obsessed. Thank yeah, you. One we're of my excited. favorite originals that you guys thank have you. put yeah, out. Yeah,
2: we're excited. That one came together. It's called More Than Yesterday yes. with, with Russell Dickerson. And yeah, that one came together. We had the song and then like, the 11th hour, like Russell heard it and he was like, oh, I want to be on this. And like came to LA, like we weren't even here, a homie recorded it for us. And like, then like we had to go back and forth with him and then found like a two hour window. We were both in LA to film content and stuff. And he was the man, man. He's a great guy.
1: Super excited for its release. It's yeah. definitely a certified banger. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We played
2: it Coachella Week too. So we're excited. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you both for finding the time. Appreciate it. And yeah, wishing you guys the best of luck.
2: Thank you so much. Likewise. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or a review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day, and as always, keep it real.